And now, the Trump administration in memoriam. Walter Schaub, director of the Office of Government Ethics, resigned 2017 to 2017. Reince Priebus, chief of staff, terminated 2017 to 2017. Sean Spicer, press secretary, resigned. Yeah, let's go with that, buddy. 2016 to 2017. Michael Short, senior assistant press secretary, resigned. 2017 to 2017. Anthony Scaramucci, communications director, resigned. Literally 11 days. Paula Boggs, Chuck Close, Richard Cohen, Fred Goldring, Howard L. Gottlieb, Vicki Kennedy, Jumpa Lahiri, Ann Luzado, Tom Main, Cal Penn, Eric Ortner, Ken Solomon, Caroline Taylor, Jill Cooper Udall, Andrew Weinstein, John Lloyd Young. The President's Committee on the Arts and Humanities. Resigned, Obama era to 2017. Ken Frazier, Brian Krasanik, Denise Morrison, Kevin Plank, Richard Trumpka, Scott Paul, Thea Lee, Inga Thullen, American Manufacturing Council and Strategy and Policy Forum, resigned 2017 to 2017. Pastor A.R. Bernard of the President's Evangelical Advisory Board. Yes, that exists. Resigned 2016 to 2017. Steve Bannon, Chief Strategist, Conscious Uncoupling, 2016 to 2017. Over the last couple years, the political climate in the U.S. has become increasingly scary. People of color are under attack. Queer and trans people are under attack. Women's rights, you guessed it, they're under attack. The post-election vibe amongst young women is, this sucks. I want to help, but how? My name is Jill Gutowitz. And I'm Carmen Rios. We're bringing together your favorite stars with politicians, activists, and analysts to talk current issues, U.S. government, and activism. We're all about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wokeness. This is The Bossy Show. Coming up, we're going to talk to Ira Madison III. Ira's a writer at the Daily Beast and GQ. Since we've been gone for a while, and it's a new season and all, we figured we'd do a little recap on some of the events, nightmares, tragedies that happened while we were away. Plus, we're checking in with Amy Siskind. Amy is a friend of the show. She's the president and co-founder of The New Agenda. And if you're a content monster like us, then you've read her weekly anti-authoritarianism lists on Facebook or Medium. She's going to update us on how dire things have gotten. So we are back from a little hiatus that Yay. we took. <laughs> um, we ended season one with Raquel Willis, who we loved. She was amazing. Um, and coming in hot for season two, uh, we're, since we have missed so much, it would be impossible to pick one topic to discuss on this episode. So we're going to do some recapping. Um, I'm pretty excited to talk to Ira. Carmen, What is what is one thing... 
that we didn't get to talk about in the last two months on the Bossy Show that you were really itching to talk about? So, like, Hillary Clinton has been on that vacation (laughs) in Canada, and she looks so happy, and, like, she's having so much fun with her friends, (laughs) and there were all those news stories about how she was going shopping with her gal pals. Like, honestly, I miss having a chance to check in and talk about how Hillary Clinton is doing so well for herself, and she's so happy. Amazing. Um, Okay, so I don't want to talk too much now because we're going to get into it with Ira um, in a bit. But first, we're going to call Amy Siskind, who we love. We had her on the show, I think, episode 15, if I remember correctly. (laughs) Um, She's amazing. She's so sweet. And she always um, retweets us on Twitter, which is so nice. (laughs) We love you, Amy. We love you, Amy. Also, Jill, just so you know, because you said we were coming in hot for season two, I would like to report that I think we're both coming back hotter than ever. I, I I would agree with that. And even though we are both categorically back on our bullshit, <laughs> we're still... <laughs> Were we ever off? No. <laughs> Some things you can't take a hiatus from, like yourself. Oh, God. Amy, thank you so much for being here again. Thanks for having me, Jill. You're kind of a fan fave of the show. When I, well, when I say fan fave, I mean, like, me, definitely me and Carmen <laughs> love you here. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's very mutual. I love you young ladies as well. Oh, thank you. Okay, so uh, this is our first episode back um, from a two-month hiatus. Um, obviously, a lot has gone on in the last uh, two months, um, as something is always going on. Since you keep uh, these weekly uh, you know, authoritarianism lists, uh, we thought you'd be the perfect person to update us. Um, so can you give us maybe some highlights or tell us how things have gotten worse in the last two months? Yeah, so picking up on the themes of the summer, which I have to say when Trump said he was going to take three weeks off in August, I thought to myself, oh, gee, I'm going to get to relax a little in August. The list won't be so long. There won't be so much chaos. <laughs> Whoa. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the last three weeks have been three of the worst weeks for our country, starting with Charlottesville, what is, in my mind, a real turning point for our country because even before we got to the summer, there were signs, like in every single week, that Trump was targeting marginalized communities and women. Uh, And I I think it all sort of simmered to the top in Charlottesville and his reaction to it, which was basically to say both sides were at fault and not want to um, take on parts of America that, I'm 51. I've never seen these people marching with Confederate flags and Nazi swastikas in my life. Um, So this is the ugliness in our country that Trump has legitimized and brought into the light of day. And I think the counter to that is his poll numbers have started to slide since that time. And even Fox News came out with a poll yesterday that said 56% of the country believes he's tearing our country apart. Wow. Um, his popularity, <laughs> I mean, his popularity with, with Gallup, too, is going down. So he's, he's over the summer, started to lose um, Republican support as well, which is really important, and independent support. So I, I think there's a recognition now um, – Broadly, that there's a problem, and this man is even people that voted for him starting to realize not qualified for the job and not of the right 
temperament for the job. Uh, and the other thing that has happened in sort of our slow crawl to authoritarianism is um, Trump has started to consolidate power. He's now said he's not going to fill all these unfilled roles. He's marketing it as shrinking the government, but really what he's doing yeah. is like thank God FEMA, thank God Harvey happened when it did because he's taking away funding from FEMA. He's taking away positions in every federal agency. Oh my um, God. Yeah, I mean the, our Pio um, pardon last Friday was an example of him trying to delegitimize our judicial branch uh, and take away their power. And he also, in August, ever since he he fired his chief of staff, who was sort of a Republican name and a tie to the Republican Party, and brought in a general to be his chief of staff. And since then, he's been going at the Republicans, too. Anyone that speaks out against him, he threatens that he's going to primary them or throw money at their race. So he's basically acting the way Kim Jong-un would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's surrounding himself with generals. Anyone who gets in his way, he's trying to either buy out or get rid of. Um, and it's there's not good news. I mean, our democracy is at risk, and as Charlottesville and the aftermath have shown, um, our values are, are at risk. Yeah. Are you... Feeling apocalyptic yet, or is that extreme? <laughs> well, you know, I sort of am in it. Like, I, unfortunately, I haven't been able to take a day off since the election, and I, I had hoped at times that things, like in August when he was taking time off, that things would maybe um, kind of slow down. But I, I think this is my two cents. I, I only took Psych 101, so I'm not a psychologist, but just <laughs> as an observer of Trump. I, I think anecdotally, he has like a storm going on inside of his head. He like wakes up every day angry, paranoid, and enraged. And his way of dealing with that is to tweet or to do something erratic. Like the transgender man was just like, oh, I'm upset because the FBI raided Manafort's home, so let me do this. Or he all of a sudden said, oh, we're going to declare the opioid crisis a federal disaster, a federal emergency, and then did nothing about it. Um, right. So these things, like, get into his head, and his way of, like, temporary release is to tweet or to say things he doesn't really mean or having thought through. So the chaos continues because it's driven by this man, and uh, this week is going to be the longest list so far. I mean, we've, we have been steadily now over 100 items. When he first took office, it was 30 items. Wow. Uh, we're going to be over 110 items. It's it, There's just craziness. And they're all, you know, as we would say, unforced errors. But, I mean, trace through this week. Monday he said that the reason he announced the Ohio pardon on Friday night is he thought it would get higher ratings because of Harvey. I know. That was And then nuts. the next... <laughs> I mean, like every freaking day, and then the next day he goes to Austin where there's no storm, and he's wearing his like paraphernalia that's for sale online, and tells yeah. people, "Wow, look at this big crowd." Yeah, you know, and, and then insane. yesterday, you know, every day it's something new. Today, Harriet Tubman's not going to be on the twenty dollar bill after we spent how long fighting that battle? Yeah. I mean, and yesterday he took down the list of colleges under investigation for campus sexual assault. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is like Target Women's Week, right. uh, and 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 Tuesday he announced they're not going to require companies to report gender or race-based pay. 
You know, so it's oh my really not. Yeah, this is all this week. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if <laughs> did you even like expect to be writing these lists this long, or for them to get this bad? You know, I, when I started doing it, it I, I didn't have like a grand vision. It just seemed like based on all the articles I read, that things were going to get really bad, and that it, it's sort of like being in a. a a pot of boiling water and you're a frog and you don't notice like one temperature, one degree change right. each hour. Yeah. If, if we didn't have the list, we wouldn't realize all the stuff that we've normalized every week that we're not even talking about. He hasn't put in his tax returns that he's, you know, the producer of celebrity apprentice that, um, he communicates with us on Twitter. It's, yeah. You know, we've normalized all this stuff. So I, I had no grand vision. I just knew, I had to write it down. Uh, and also, I, I guess this is since we spoke last, uh, the list now is being archived in the Library of Congress. So I, at least it will be safe. Yeah. Or as people point out, I should get it in Canada. But, yeah. <laughs> but no, I good. didn't have any vision of this. But now I realize, uh, you know, I can't stop. That this is now a reference and people can sort by all the weeks and mm-hmm. see what they missed in the summer. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think that there is like if if you could name something are there how do we fight back at this point like what can we do beyond observing or marching is there any sort of proactive action that we can take to save the, our democracy? Yes, and and that's a really good question. So this is the way I think you have to look at the world. And that's it's something new for all of us, myself included. You can't compare Trump to Obama or George W. Bush or any past candidate because it's not a Republican versus Democrat kind of construct. This is really a battle to save our democracy. Donald Trump has no legislative vision of what he wants to accomplish. If you asked him other than the wall, uh, which is just a way to get back his, his base, which he's losing, what is it? What's your vision for the country? He doesn't have one. Basically... His goal is two things. One is to stay in power. And to stay in power, he needs to destroy our democracy or take away checks and balances. Mm -hmm. And the other thing he wants to do is enrich himself. So that's a way, that's a very simplistic model to look at it. Mm -hmm. So put that out there. Now, what do we do as citizens? We have done a lot. If it weren't for citizens calling, uh, we would have lost Obamacare. If it weren't for citizens calling, the Republicans would have passed a bunch of different legislation, including this tax bill that they're now talking about, um, including other – but what we basically did was hobble them because they couldn't pick up the phone in their office without – you know, or come into their office a day without there being thousands of calls coming in. Mm -hmm. That has to continue, the calls. And then it can be calls targeted around actions, like, for example – one of the Republicans last week said he, he's going to try to shut down the Mueller, the Mueller probe and mm-hmm. defund it after six months. So this week we were targeting him with um, tweets and with calls. So those are the kind of things. Yeah. And I, I keep hearing again and then again, and it's very real. Congress people and senators are really, they've never had anything like this in their lives where they get so many calls and so many emails and so many tweets, and it's incredibly effective. Mm -hmm. So, yes, continue with that. 
Uh, I think social media, our presence is really being felt, and especially in social media, women can have a constructive voice and work together. Mm-hmm. Um, the marches, as you said, showing up at town halls when you're, because uh, a lot of them are going to be home this fall because they're they're uh, helping uh, the local elections and whatnot. When they're home, you got to show up at their town halls or show up at their doors. Um, yeah. uh, you know, and, and just I think the most important thing to do is that we all register to vote. Uh, you know, if all checks and balances fail. Then in November 2018, we have to take back the Congress. So yeah. everybody's listening today. If you're not registered to vote, please register. And if you are, like, grab your friends and get them to do the same and show up in November 2017. That's going to be a statement election, and local elections are really important. And then make sure you show up again next year. But start by showing up this year and, uh, you know, and, and scaring the Republican Party so they start to think about our country a little bit more than they have been instead of their self-interest. Yeah. Um, and then I, I really encourage people, I, you know, I saw something that really has still been sitting with me on Twitter. It, it was a tweet by, a, you know, it's not a real account, it's just somebody who tweets like historical stuff. And it said, America is what Germany was. Uh, you know, at the time of Hitler, one third of Americans want to kill another third, and another third are watching. Mm. So, the other mission for your listeners is if you're one of the, if you know some of those one third who are watching, reach out to them and, and get them engaged. I, you know, I, I, I don't think people. Some of it is, is white privilege, and some of it is people are just trying to disassociate themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think this is not a time that it's even about, like, George W. Bush and, you know, regulations or this or that. This is literally about saving our democracy and our country. Yeah. So, you know, this is something that your grandchildren will read about in the history books. We're here with Ira Madison III. Hi, Ira. How are you? Hi, ladies. We are free-balling right now. None of us have headphones. It feels weird. Um, <laughs> we're being vulnerable and taking I feel them. so vulnerable. In Soul Cycle, we talk about brave steps. What? Like, brave steps. This is a brave step? Yeah. Okay. We crossed over from our comfort zone to our courage zone. And that's... You're right. Every day feels like that lately. <laughs> I've um, taken three soul cycles. And oh my god! It sounds just like that. Oh my god! I love it. I she love goes like cycle. every day. Yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. For the record, we are recording this um, on the night of the eclipse. Um, I only say that because we're going to talk about some highlights that we missed um, on our hiatus, and I know that. There's going to be a lot more that happens before this episode airs that, I don't know. I mean, literally anything can happen. We, well, we already missed no... something because we already missed the uni- the president of the United States looking at an eclipse without <laughs> even sunglasses on. It was so Not funny. even like... I thought Donald Trump looked at the eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's true. Barack Obama is still on vacation. <laughs> What is that? It's like only the best for my president. <laughs> oh, that, that, only uh, respect. Only for respect my, for my, yeah. yeah, nothing but respect. <laughs> nothing but respect for my president. Um, 
Okay, cool. So we're going to do a little bit of a recap episode, um, talk about all the highlights we missed. I wouldn't call them highlights. They are lowlights for sure. Um, I'm going to read a headline. Uh, just We'll talk about it, um, but it's just like these are absolutely batshit insane um, headlines that really happened in the last yeah, they're not, two months. They're We've not only been from off the for, onion. Yeah. We've only been off for two months. This is nuts. Um, welcome back. <laughs> Everything sucks still. Uh, all right. So number 10. Uh, this is from HuffPost. Say it. People beg Trump to clearly denounce white supremacy. <laughs> this is where we're at. I really enjoy the visual of the begging, like the, yeah. just the groveling for something so easy. <laughs> it, it does seem so. Com- it should be easy yeah. to just say no. Such a normal request. Yeah. I love how that one seems crazy, although it was literally last week. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this you is the year our Lord 2017. Do you what? remember when our not president didn't say that he hates white supremacists? <laughs> Twice. Was, no, yeah. and then he like he like kind of said he did, but he like was definitely doing it because like otherwise his mom wasn't gonna let him like drink milk before bed. And then like <laughs> when he had a chance, he was just like, "Take it back!" I'm like, I, I didn't mean it. Well, yeah, because he said he said, "Of course I denounce." white supremacists and then the first time he got his little fingers on his android (laughs) phone didn't he retweet like some police officer saying like yeah black lives matter people are like terrorists yeah no there was also like he never likes stuff on twitter but there was you know like that account trump alerts yeah. There was, like, an alert that he liked something that was, like, I forget what it was. It was, like, some conspiracy theory about about Charlottesville. Did you see? You don't know what I'm talking about? Well, which which conspiracy theory is it? There's I would so have to many look. conspiracies. The one where so Obama amazing. organized it? Or, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> I saw that one. No, today. it was something that so Obama weird. organized it. That Jews organized it. There's, like, a Jews lot of people who... organizing this. Uh... Julia Roberts <laughs> did Julia it. Roberts. <laughs> So she can star in the Charlottesville movie. Oh, did you hear that somewhere? Or did you just make that up? <laughs> I just that up. That, was so that's funny. the best one. That's the, that's best the one. one. Yeah, that's it. That's oh my it. god! Speaking of white people, here is number nine, also related to this topic though. Uh, Washington Post: Charlottesville white nationalist demonstrator loses job at libertarian hot dog shop. The year, the year our Lord two thousand seven. Libertarian. What's a libertarian hot dog shop? You pay only for what you want. <laughs> it's a. I just want the bun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! And it's also like, you know, obviously, like everyone tried to dox all of the white supremacists who got caught in photos, which is yes, great. good, yes, good, yes, do that. Um, but it's just so fun. It's not like no one got fired from a law firm. You know what I mean? No one got fired from their big job in media. It was a hot dog stand. Yeah, and college students being like, I have to transfer schools now because my life is over. Who knew there could be so much hatred? Yeah, dude, you're a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so insane. Oh, God. Um, I also have honorary headlines for this one just because obviously this is a large open wound that just happened um chicago tribune chicago area teen who rallied in charlottesville says he has received quote a lot of hate i mm. hate chicago area teen chicago area <laughs> teen. 
my it sounds like, like the arch nemesis is Chicago area. Why? Team. Oh, I don't know. He just sounds like a jerk. Oh, you mean this guy? I like, yeah. I like the words Chicago area. Yeah, teams. no, because like a lot of times I feel like local news headlines, it'll be like um, Wisconsin woman like locks husband out in front yard because he like made fun of her dinner. And I'm like, yo, Wisconsin area woman for president. <laughs> Wisconsin area but in this case, I'm like Chicago area teen. <laughs> We have beef. I we have like, a problem with each other. I feel like I don't actually ever <laughs> hear the word area unless it's on the onion. That's true. You know what I mean? It's because it's always area man. Area woman, area man. And I try and like come up with those on my own, yeah. but I never can, so that's why I will never yeah. work with the onion. <laughs> they don't want me. Oh, if, my God. Yeah. Did local milk people happen while we were gone? People. Local oh my milk God. people. Yeah, we forgot it did. About that. Local milk people who rallied in Charlottesville. I don't think local milk people got enough attention, to be honest. That was like a good, that was a good happening on Twitter. Local milk people. Yeah, because I think that Trump said a lot of shit that day. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember. <laughs> I don't even remember the shit. context yeah. of yeah, local Yeah, I don't even remember people. what it was about. Oh, was it him trying to say what a farm is? Yeah, I think so. Was but he, it was, was like. Was this before or after drug infested den? After. Yeah. But I think it was like. Tied to I it? forgot. I didn't even hear like. There was so much else going on in what he said. Yeah. That like local area milk people local didn't even ping area. me, and then I remember like <laughs> later that day, yeah, searching for it on Twitter and yeah. seeing that people had made jokes, and I somehow just missed. Yeah, them. It, it it was literally one of those days where it's like you miss you're off Twitter for a half hour, and you're like, what is local milk people? You know, I can't. <laughs> I like <laughs> you know that you know that feeling. You know when, that feeling yeah. during the Trump presidency well, when <laughs> I I also feel like now that I'm like looking at this list we've prepared, like I don't remember there was something happening before Charlottesville that was a huge deal that we were all talking about and I no longer remember what that is. Like something really North terrible. Korea? Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. Nuclear war. Nuclear it was, war was going to happen. Nuclear war, you guys. Wow, we went. We went from nuclear war to Nazis really also, fast. And like, also, what happened with the nuclear war? Does it? Does North anyone feel like that just I feel went like North away? North Korea was literally like, this dude's actually more imbalanced than we thought, and we don't want to do this anymore. Sorry. Bye. I feel like I feel like that happened. Did I that feel, happen? I, I feel like it was like, um, it's like Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> like. North Korea is Freddy Krueger, <laughs> yeah. and the Nazis are Jason. Yeah, and North Korea were was like, we're just gonna like bomb the hell out of America. Yeah, and then they were about to, and they're like, oh wait, they're Nazis <laughs> descending <laughs> on the streets of America. They're I like, think they're already dead. Yeah, they're, they're like, wait, we should see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. they like look at the TV. They're like, someone beat us to the occupation of the United States because. Uh, there's going to be think, some armed militia in the street? <laughs> yeah. They think Trump is an idiot, but they're like, we're not about to fight, you know, the second coming of Nazis. Yeah. They're like, they're like, we know how World Trump, War II went. crazy. Nazis? Uh, <laughs> maybe we should hold back. <laughs> yeah. But literally like, the world's opponent. Yeah. I feel like I don't know what happened. I literally feel like I made a joke about how we should ghost North Korea. Like we should just you did yeah how I we should like just stop responding to them and you know what I mean and then eventually they'll be like that well, always makes know. conflicts die down you exactly know? ghosting just just uh, they'll keep the co- fuck like they'll keep coming there. back being like you you still there well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you up you up yeah where where do you go 
but they, they eventually will be like, oh my god, you yeah. do? Yeah, you, you the, would get like 3 a.m. texts. That's a horrible yeah. idea. If we ghosted North Korea, Kim Jong-un would start like sending messages to the government at the hours but like, Donald no. Trump is actually awake and being like, you up? You want to fight? I unfollowed it, someone on Twitter and for some reason we had Facebook messaged, we had, we had Twitter DM'd before. So when they discovered it, they mm-hmm. were able to DM, DM me oh, God. and be like, what did I do? No. Can we fix this? No. I'm like, it was an accident. I had somebody. <laughs> and I refollowed them. Oh, my God. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. I had somebody ask me why, un- like, texted me and asked me why I unfollowed them on Instagram. And I was like, I'm not going to participate in this. <laughs> and And then they texted me again later being like, dude. And I was like. I don't want to be bullied into who I can follow on Instagram and unfollow. This is insane. Like, I don't want to have to have a text conversation about why I unfollowed you. How the Just take fuck it. Take the unfollow. Even, it takes a lot of effort to find out someone unfollowed you on Instagram. They have Are you serious? No. They you don't know even what's show you weird who now? You anymore. When you look on Instagram stories now, if you can't send someone a message mm-hmm. at the bottom when it doesn't say write a message, send you know that that person's not following you. Oh. So Instagram stories have now accidentally revealed who Whoa. is and who is not following. Oh my god, I have to do yeah, that. Yeah, because I'm always just like, I hate that I can't like look at someone on Instagram like I can on Twitter and know that they're following or not following me. So I don't know like how to act. Like, am I, you know? So does that mean I'm gonna stop getting shady DMs from strange how girls come, wait, if in that's middle true, America? How come like I no, can not, message okay. celebrities who post stories? Well, some of the well, you can also turn it off. Um, where people oh, really? can't message you. So granted, I mean, like, I get a lot of how six... inaccessible do I want to be? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How how unavailable? I feel I... like that's only for like celebrities. I have a verified Instagram account. Wow! So I have that. I have that. I have that filter where you can block certain words from being Ooh. commented on your Instagram. Block certain words. Certain words. Oh, yeah, so, that's a verified. Feature. So, like, if you're, a, know if you're a woman, I wish Twitter would do that. Right. If I don't want to <laughs> see tweets that contain this word. They do do that. Well, you can mute certain words. What? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, wait. So I can. What do you want to mute, dude? Bernie Sanders. I knew it was gonna be Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my head. I'm like, the only thing she's gonna say is. Just the entire phrase, Bernie Sanders, because then I never would have found out that people think he caused the eclipse. What? Go I'm sorry, on. none of y'all saw this either. No. no. So there's people on Twitter today, including, and I only know this because I don't know if you know this, I was trolled by a lot of people she for saying a, something a Bernie bro crusade. People didn't think her. was funny about Bernie Sanders and mortality. And I, um, <laughs> I like remembered some of the people that were coming up when people were t- posting that I follow saying like, I can't believe this is happening. And it's like, Bernie stands were posting images of an eclipse where like, you know, there's the ring of light around the mm-hmm. moon as it yeah. takes over and like litter as it blocks the sun. And they were making it so that the shadow of light looked like Bernie's hair. And they were like, the Bernie eclipse is coming. No. Yes. No. Yes. There's honestly nothing worse in my day than like accidentally stumbling across Bernie Sanders' name. <laughs> <laughs> I blocked 
him for this reason. I, I blocked him. You for blocked this Bernie Sanders. Yes, I blocked Bernie Sanders so that when people it's funny because when block people him. quote tweet him, I get so mad. Yeah. So now when people quote tweet him, I'm like, oop, oop, yeah, unless yeah. I have the time to like click on that tweet and tell Twitter to let me see it. Mm-hmm. Well, because you know what's always so disappointing is when you follow people and like when I'll, the only time I ever see Bernie tweets is when somebody retweets him. And then it's always like some I've fucking started white instituting dude, and I'm like, as a common practice that when I follow someone I did not follow during the election yeah. or immediately afterwards, when people were bearing their truths, if I follow them, I like Google their name and then Hillary Clinton to see what the fuck they were saying in like mm. October of 2016. As a rule. Especially with men. I'm like, you yeah. know, you're a reporter. You got some, oh, yeah. some good info. But I am. Definitely not gonna follow you if you're like gonna post some bad takes about my main bitch, and yeah. then I like know who's a- bad as a rule. <laughs> whenever a male comedian follows me, I what? Google him to make sure he hasn't oh, literally raped anyone. Yes. Yes. Whoa! Like, yes. You have male comedians. Insert name. Yeah. Rape. Rape. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on what comes up. I will block That's really you. funny because um, I feel like with like celesbians and like famous feminists, I always have to Google their name and then search who problematic. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, um, so and so problematic. See if anything comes up. See if anyone's pissed about something they wrote before. Never I start. Google me. Oh no! <laughs> Ooh, hold on. Uh, Ira Madison the third. I mean, you lesbian. can Google me. There's some. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um. Okay. Just to wrap that up. Uh, oh right, that's like the second thing. The, fi- on the final uh, honorary headline I had there was. From something called Thirteen New Now, just local, local, local. Like what was it? Eastern Milk? Virginia News, or anyway, petition calls for Confederate monument to be replaced with statue of Missy Elliott. Yes, I, I signed. You t- well, I retweeted <laughs> the petition for other people to sign it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't actually. You're doing I didn't sign it. I didn't actually. Wait, <laughs> do you have a fear of petitions? No, I just actually didn't put in the work to like click through. Okay. Fill out my information okay. right, and yeah. sign it. I'm just it. asking. Yeah. I, get enough, I get enough emails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. Well, that's why you have like a fake ass. That's what I use my free Apple Mail account for is signing things and mm. signing up for things. Mm. You only lose things in there like every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got number eight here from The New Yorker. Anthony Scaramucci, who we didn't even get to talk about on this show. Except he, th- we don't need to talk about him because he is my evil twin. I um, <laughs> Okay, let me read this before we get into that. Um, Anthony Scaramucci called me to unload about White House leakers, Ryan Priebus, and Steve Bannon. So That's me. I just feel like if like Anthony Scaramucci was an incredibly active feminist woman, that acted the way he acts in like a woman's way at mm-hmm. work like could be yeah. me the hand motions yeah i see it i do unfortunately he literally like stepped down and was like i'm just trying to live my best life now i'm trying to be the best person i can be and i was like same me same Mooch. <laughs> me talking to the media same. <laughs> <laughs> me leaving yoga <laughs> Um, Me asking my parents for money. <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just trying to, to be the best person I can be. <laughs> so if you give me $300 for this Dyson fan. <laughs> and like calling someone and then just accidentally saying all the, like spilling the tea to them and being like unloading. on Like that seems to be a common problem in the Trump White House at this point is like, oh, you Too were much a reporter. Tea. I thought mm-hmm. I was just on so much cocaine that I thought you were <laughs> my confidant. Like I thought you were my fam. 
I don't know who you are. I don't know where you work. I just said a bunch of crazy ass shit to you. I'm really yeah. sorry. Like, so what happened with that? Just like part of the recap was he called a reporter at the New Yorker. I forget who it was. Rick something, maybe Ryan Lizza. Yeah, whatever. Know. Called him and you got it. <laughs> and talked about all this weird shit, including a he said quote, a lot of his true feelings. A, a quote from the actual phone call was, "I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock." I personally didn't read or listen to this interview, so I don't even know what this means. <laughs> This was like this was like on the day that oh, this I happened. Read, no, the thing yeah. was I kept reading about the interview and I was like, you know, I've just gotta I've just gotta do it. I've just gotta no. do it. And I read it and like it was the most insane transcript of a phone call. Like I yeah. could literally just imagine him like in some kind of like Root. Like, I feel like he was surrounded by things that were just, like, out of place and <laughs> strewn about, like, an yeah. unstable little, like... Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, like, the day... You know when you, like, wake up... We were just talking about this. When you, like, go on Twitter and just, like, everything is dark and politics and sad and, like, this was, like, the day that I was, like, you know what? I can't do this today and I don't want to hear about Anthony Scaramucci or Steve Bannon's cock. Like, I'm not going to engage. Like, I can't do Wait, it. But I loved that day. Really? This was just, this was, for some reason, yeah. this but was, also, like... also, I think the Scaramucci <laughs> thing was amazing because it came on top of this very unusual thing where, like, there was that, I mean, like, Sean Spicer lost his job and then this new guy comes in and he manages in like 11 days to make Sean Spicer look kind of like a man who was good at his job. Right. And <laughs> I mean, he was a wild, Scaramucci was just, he was pretty wild. The reason I enjoyed it was because, I mean, Googling, getting back to Googling me, um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, like a few, during that week mm -hmm. I had right-wing drama because know. I made a joke about um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, my God. What did online. you say? Um, I referenced, like, Paris is burning um, <laughs> and <laughs> talked about her clothing. Um, but it was a thing where, like, I was accused of, um, you know, calling her, like, a man in drag or like whatever. Okay, got it. Um, and there was so much rhetoric from the the right wing and also from the White House communications director oh, being what? like, "Oh, this reporter, you know, like, how could he say something so awful?" How did I miss about, it? About, um, you know, a member of the White House. You yeah. know, it's like these liberals, you know, just say whatever they want. Oh my God. The right Two way. days later, oh his New Yorker story comes out yes. of him being like, I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock. <laughs> oh my and calling Rance Priebus like a schizoid, um, like yeah. paranoid, <laughs> paranoid schizophrenic. So I'm like, you, you people are insane. They're insane. I mean, like the right wing, <laughs> like loves to... At any a chance, fake they moral get. high ground. Yeah, they love to like, like basically steal liberal rhetoric <laughs> and like use it against them whenever they can because it's so rare that they get to that they're like, ha ha, gotcha. You know what I mean? And right. It's so like so grasping at straws. So that's why I enjoyed literally two later, so two good. days later, this New Yorker oh article God, coming that. out, and I was like, 
All right, Scaramucci. Amazing. I remember now that the Scaramucci, I guess, week and a half was difficult for me because wasn't he the one who, like, he became whatever, and then he started following everyone on Twitter, Mm. and all of a sudden everyone realized that they were being followed by Anthony Scaramucci, and that... That never happened to me. Oh, and yeah. I had a lot of, I felt really abandoned and left <laughs> out. Um, and I was upset about it. I wow. wanted to be followed by him. He had like a bot. To, yeah, definitely. To like follow a bunch of people. Well, because he's also, I feel like it was before he was announced in the job mm-hmm. because he's also like wanted to be famous for a while. Yeah. He's like, he's a producer on the, um, HBO movie that's coming out about Joe Paterno. Like, oh he's just like, he's in the Stop. mix in Hollywood or politics. Stop. He wanted to be in one of them. Yeah, and he but it used was, to be a Democrat. It's yeah. Like he just wants He just whatever. wants to be yeah. famous. Yeah. Um, that's why his wife left him, because she was like- Oh my God. Wait, yeah. but also it was because she, like, the we all know this, right? That- like his child was born and mm-hmm. he wasn't yeah. there. He like wasn't there and yeah. like never checked in. And, and then, then when he left, he was like, said, "Congrats." He was like, "I'm focusing on spending time with my family." Oh yeah, that's right. When he left his, when he got Mia fired. sitting alone in my room, <laughs> crying, <laughs> telling you I can't go out. I'm just trying to spend more time with my family. <laughs> I'm just hanging out out here with my fam. Shut the fuck up. I can't hang tonight. So good. Oh my god. Um. So wait, so number seven from also that topic was from the outline. Anthony Scaramucci says Ryan's Priebus cock blocked him for six months. I don't, what does that mean? From the job? Just wouldn't let him do, oh, just wouldn't let him get hired. Yeah, I think there was like that, because we all know, like, they wanted Sean Spicer for so long. Yeah. But I'm wondering, who, who floated him? Who was like, I found the perfect guy for you, Don. (laughs) Don. I found the best person for you. Do you have you heard of Ari Gold from Entourage? Because he's like him, only Italian. <laughs> oh my god, that is a really good comparison. I never even thought about that. I mean, like Ari was the Ari was the boss, so he yeah. could walk around screaming expletives at people. Yeah. Whereas Scaramucci Who's was Lloyd, not the boss. He was like a he was an underling. Yeah, well, you can't do yeah. that. Yeah, I also yeah, that's true. I enjoyed his demeanor. I I just also think it is obvious that, like, someone else hired the other members. Of, like, someone else was definitely responsible for the final call. Like, someone was given the power by Donald Trump to hire, like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Sean Spicer. Donald Trump himself definitely was the one who was like, yep. That's him. This is the he guy. Likes that guy. Of course, because yeah. they probably they got along. Such, yeah. yeah. Oh they yeah. Had, they had such a like. They were totally like reflections of one another. Like I yeah. felt it was an appropriate spokesperson situation that yeah. like the New guy representing mouse. Donald yeah. Trump's administration like took the meeting in aviators and like <laughs> and like set up and like set a bunch of like it really wild shit on his first day yeah. about like and he was like I like this guy yeah this guy's so spunk. into him yeah yeah. Um, anyway, R.I.P. Anthony. Um, <laughs> Would we be better off if Trump was the one in charge of his hiring process? Wait, oh my God, this is actually this is actually something no, that I came across the other day, and I was shook. Like, you know, now since Charlottesville, everyone's been all like, 
why do you work there? You sh- everyone should resign. Everyone leave. Blah blah blah. And s- apparently, a bunch House? of like senior officials responded. And I think it was like the Washington Post. Someone was like. Here's a bunch of responses. I didn't actually read the article, but someone tweeted a quote from it, and the quote simply was, you have no idea how much crazy shit we yeah. kill. And I, in that moment, <laughs> yeah, I realized, yeah. there's shit Donald Trump wants to do yes. that good God-fearing people are still letting themselves <laughs> be human barricades for. And I cannot even fathom now. Like, now I'm like, no, everyone keep their job. Everyone it's stay so... put. Like, I can't even imagine, like, what would happen if Donald Trump was just given, like, carte blanche to, like, I know. pick his own actual team and, like, yeah. assemble his extended staff without any input from anyone else and, like, just do everything yeah. because it's like, what his kind family. of shit? Yeah. What kind because of shit do you think he has suggested that has been voted but no that was, that's What, I was what say is like, could have possibly happened? Like that you, <laughs> you think about everything that happens with this administration is so fucking Wilder insane. than the CNN Char- train? Yeah. Char- <laughs> what was wilder than the CNN train? You know if he had free reign... Every photograph of Obama in the White House is burned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> His staff is like, no, sir, we on Halloween a large can't. effigy yeah. of Hillary Clinton is burned at the stake. <laughs> anyway, all right, number six. We've already <laughs> someone lock him up. Literally, we've already kind of touched on this. NPR, in the event of a nuclear blast, don't condition your hair. Yeah, we actually were preparing for the nuclear apocalypse, which I heard was caused by Twitter and how much avocado toast we're eating. Yes. But that's true. Millennials did ruin the nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all millennials' fault. I mean I, we, we solved didn't it. Invent we Twitter, ghosted them. We? <laughs> we won. Our short attention spans are the reason everyone else is alive. <laughs> that's honestly probably true. Everyone just literally forgot that we were on the brink of nuclear war. But also, wait, do you get to wash your hair in nuclear war? Yeah, what is the story? I don't know. I remember growing up hearing that, like, if someone dropped a bomb, we would basically, like, for some reason I had this very high-level idea of what it was like to die in a nuclear bomb. I lived in, like, New Jersey. There's no Mm. reason for this. And it was, like, I felt like it was very existential. Like, I imagine that, like, your body would turn to dust, but you would still be present in that dust for a second. So you would like yeah. watch everything and then you would just be gone forever. Like literally since childhood, I've known that this is what it is like to die in a nuclear holocaust. And I just don't, I don't really imagine that like a nuclear bomb drops and then you're like, okay, I'm going to wash this rubble off me in the shower and <laughs> use my Pantene Pro-V conditioner to make sure my well, like you die. Yeah, yeah you like die. Yeah, you everyone's die. dead. Yeah, you you're die. dead. Except everyone's like, dead, like in the whole continent. Like, yeah, the way, like, I feel like that after it's just insane. Like, who, who gets that far in a nuclear event? If you have a bunker, I feel like you survive. But then it's like, then you can condition long... your hair too, right? Yeah, I've, right? I found the reason. It says conditioner can bind radioactive particles to your hair. You become a radioactive particle yeah. in a everything nuclear... like yeah news okay, flash. Okay, now it's I have all... to like, like what? well, what does happen in the event of a nuclear blast? Well, it depends you on how long die. I guess that stuff lasts, the radiation or whatever. Because yeah. if you're in a bunker and you survive, Kimmy when can you leave the bunker? Never. You know, yeah. well, I mean, like people aren't still like dropping dead in Hiroshima. Yeah. How long it been <laughs> since people were like shacking up in Chernobyl? Yeah. Well, isn't like Chernobyl haunted? <laughs> I'm I'm sure. 
like, look, guys, I've seen the the one hundred. <laughs> Have you seen that show? I hate the one hundred. <laughs> I love that show so much. I hate love it so fucking much. But they had like a thousand years before they could go back to Earth after some sort of nuclear event that never gets talked about. Okay, so as experts, in but this they field. found out. To be fair, they don't know how long. Because yeah. when they dropped back on Earth, they found it was breathable. Yeah, but then there's also nuclear storms. Do you remember? There's like those oh, gusts right. of yellow things. Anyway, we you know what? But wait, that's, that's a different thing, podcast. Like, we wouldn't get to leave Earth. I in the event of we can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, in the event of a nuclear blast, we all just gonna we all just gonna have to like We're gonna say our goodbyes. Yeah. Um, number five. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, Huff Post. <laughs> Jesus. Twitter hopes Steve Bannon's next gig is Dancing with the Stars. You know, this was a recurring theme. Didn't they say Sean Spicer was going to be on Dancing with the Stars? Yeah. They offered it to him and he, he said no. He actually said no. Thank God. But this this seems like an article that someone tried to create out of seeing like three things. Yeah, yeah like three people tea. tweeting it. Yeah. Because I'm like... Who no realistically wants, wants to look at Steve Bannon you know, on I TV ever? I was really hoping that Steve Bannon was stepping down to accept his like destiny position, ruler of the underworld. And I <laughs> I would be disappointed if he did anything. I less. want Steve Bannon to be on proactive commercials. That's the only time. <laughs> Girl, he can't be on the commercials till he has an after photo. <laughs> Like, well, like maybe Steve in like Bannon. a year. Oh wait, no, I you're right. Know. You're right. Steve Bannon's actual job is waiting for his body to be used by science, so we can <laughs> figure out what the fuck happened. He's like deteriorating from the inside out. What if Steve Bannon like had an amazing glow up? <laughs> like what like, if Steve next Bannon year was on like a makeover out, show? Right. Like next year, Steve Bannon like emerges from the woodwork. I don't know, looking like. Fuck it. One of the best. Looking like Neil Gorsuch. I tried to think of a very hot person. Uh, I and my I was mind like, was blanking. I said Richard Spencer. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you definitely Stop. have to. You, there's only because there's only no like you know there's definitely only like. so good you can look when you are that yeah. terrible. Like you know what I mean. But I definitely would say like yeah. I used to think he was very smart. Too. Like he was the one pulling the strings, as Steve we said. Yeah. yeah, but then they had like that article come out about like when he was back at Breitbart talking about like how yeah. they're going to take down Waging like Trump. He's like, you know, he called himself like Bannon the Barbarian, I guess. And yeah. I'm like, that just he sounds saw- so dumb. You sound, saw- yeah. I'm like, you're, I'm like, you you're, like you're I'm like, you're, I'm like, you're a child just yeah. like Trump. Yeah, they are. They're you both, were not yeah. pulling any strings. No, you can't imagine someone like that. Yeah, it's not hard to run a media empire when, like, this is the the thing about the right is that they always have so-called empires because there's, like, two people who want to read, watch, and participate in their (laughs) bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone's like, wow, Fox News, like, most popular cable news station. Yeah, because they're the... They're, they're the only station in yeah. a sea of stations for people with, like, fully formed brains that, like, <laughs> actually are willing to say this, like, offensive straight-up lies and bullshit. And, like, similarly, like, is it hard to build a Breitbart? No! Like, it is not hard to build a website that is popular amongst Nazis. Yeah. Do you know how like, easy it would be? They're not really would... into the other website. It's you know not how... hard to run a media company. I ran Slate for 15 years. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Carmen, do you know how famous, how quick we would be if we just decided to be like right wing feminists? 
No, to, we also, would get I, so famous so quick. Literally, they import their talent, though. Like, how many times have I gotten into a fight with someone who's totally on the alt right, and then it turns out that they're from fucking Europe? I'm like the like mm. they aren't even imports. Yeah, like I'm just like they're bots usually. Yeah, are, that's part of the problem with when you get into quote unquote fights with these people online. Like they get into your mentions. It's yeah. like. 50% of the time, they're not even real people. Yeah. Or they're, like, Europeans or Russians, and it's like, I'm not bros. having an argument with, like, they're a person game. who's having a rational thought. No, you yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. it's someone who's been created to fight with us yeah. online, which I've is- I've always enjoyed, like, I've always enjoyed, like, trolling in the age of Trump, like, when people who disagree with you send you an RT article. <laughs> an RT article? Like, the Russian state-owned- Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was like, retweet? <laughs> yeah. My brain is damaged. Um, Rotten tomatoes? <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot of bots. I'm... on Killery. I'm like, this is literally in Russian. <laughs> a lot of bots for uh, the Dunkirk reviews. <laughs> um, okay, number four, Rolling Stone. See Pauly Shore mock Stephen Miller's Statue of Liberty presser. <laughs> I'm glad someone's making Pauly Shore relevant again. Every once in a while, I... He deserves it. Yeah, I think what about Encino was this Man on? sometimes. What? What was this on? I remember seeing this headline and being like, "This, yeah." I don't have time for Polly Shore news. Yeah. And so I kept scrolling. This was another one that I was just. Like, I imagine I that Polly Shore was maybe doing stand up. I think he still does shit. Yeah. I saw him at a restaurant in LA once. I don't like to think about him in adulthood. I like to like think about watching Polly Shore as a kid, and like burgeoning lesbian <laughs> and just being like really into Polly Shore I don't know why what I had like a I was I had an affinity for Polly Shore as a younger person really? should I not be admitting this no I mm. love I like genuinely I, mean, I, feel like I like, grew up it was like all of those like Brendan Fraser Polly Shore like Brendan Fraser no I see I think Polly Shore is Encino Man su- son-in-law like isn't he surprisingly like one of the like I don't think he's problematic right has Polly Shore done anything crazy? Should we Google? Okay, let's see what he's up to. It's just I like, definitely think I checked in on through the election, and he definitely like was a Hill. I feel like he was a Hillary supporter, which made me okay. feel okay. It made me yeah. feel. It's just so rare for like, especially like a celebrity sort of from that era, to not have like done something. I just I was very into like awful. Rose when I was growing up as a young girl. Like, in, I, I I loved Ashton Kutcher. I was into like. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bogus Adventure mm. and would watch them all the time and like watch Beavis and Butthead at night when my mom was asleep Ugh, yes. and was super into Polly Shore movies. That's funny. So I think there's just like a lot going on with me emotionally as a yeah, child. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem. Um, that headline was about the Stephen Miller comments on the Statue of Liberty. I don't remember exactly what they were, but I just I believe the run-up white... headline was like White House distances. I was going to say the White House distance Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Mm, that's uh, right. Yeah, and uh, that's just funny. And I remember, I forget who it was. I I want to say Matt Walsh, maybe, or it was just some, you know, right-wing um, Twitter troll uh, with a verified check was um, <laughs> tweeted at Vogue, I think, had um, Jennifer Lawrence on the cover, and she was standing in front of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and he, like, tried to, like, attack them, and this woman 
uh, this like editor or the photographer maybe wrote back and was just like, dude, we shot this like six months ago. And he was like, yeah, well, but when did you pick the cover? Because you're obviously trying to make a political statement about like Jennifer Lawrence and like Democrats. And she was like, nah, dude, we shot it for the cover six months ago. Which is another thing to say. They don't understand well, they how don't actual media work. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the stuff that we make, she, like, thought goes him. into it. Yeah. They just throw <laughs> shit together. Yes. <laughs> uh, whatever. It was a good roast. I'll find it. Also, I like, did see that. I did yeah. see that threat, and yeah. I, I forget who it was, who but it was one of those yahoos. Yeah. I want to. I want to get my verified thing removed. Why? I just That's feel like v controversial. I just feel like you're verified on Twitter makes you more of a beacon for nut jobs. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Like, people are 100%. like, oh, yeah, let me Yeah, because they get flopped. mad if they disagree with someone who has the check mark because they're like, yeah. how dare this look? Who is this person? Who has a platform? Yeah, like, I often get... You know how you can get rid of your Twitter verification? You change your username and then change it back. Mm. Yeah, Apparently, that's... if you change your at name... You yeah, but yours your, is Ira. Your check mark. Yours is so good. Because it used to, I know, and I don't yeah. want a chance losing it. Because yeah. there's probably a bot yeah. to take it as soon as I do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can't even, even if you lock it as a verified user now, you don't lose your check mark immediately. Lock it? Yeah. Because like it, it used to be if you made your account oh, private, you would lose it. Yeah. But I was being attacked like months ago by like conservative trolls. Yeah. And um, I locked mine and they were like, Tweeting like, how come he doesn't lose his verified check mark for making his account private? Oh my god, <laughs> shut up! I'm so uh, sick of it. But yeah, it's like yeah. they're thirsty for that, and I'm like, I just want to be left yeah. alone while not being left alone. Me. <laughs> um. Okay. Number three. This is my. This is definitely both of our personal favorites from the hill. Trump. I'm so stable you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> also, me leaving yoga. <laughs> me ordering me Postmates. <laughs> me ordering Postmates for the third time. Me in, in every meeting I've ever been to at work. <laughs> me calling my mom. Me calling my ex. Me calling my friend. Me calling my sister. But also, can we? I mean, if we really get down to it, why? What? What? President, politician person of note has ever had to make a statement like that <laughs> like yeah. i'm so stable you wouldn't believe it like who that's why like, did we ask like Lindsay lohan would say something like that like in like 2005 you know what i mean that's not something <laughs> that you hear from i'm so stable you wouldn't believe it lincoln didn't even say that when he <laughs> not <was> even lincoln <laughs> Not even Hamilton. Um, anyway. Um, number two, from Slate. Republican congressmen would totes duel with these GOP lady senators if they weren't ladies. <laughs> so this was about uh, Blake Farenthold, a um, representative from Texas, said that his female opponents in the Senate GOP narrowly avoided an Aaron Burr-style showdown. Also that same... It was, like, over the course of a few days when the women who, like, actually wanted to stop the repeal of the Affordable Care Act, not for political points, but, like, so people wouldn't die, but then, like, John McCain ruined what they were trying to do so that yeah. he could, like, make a big speech about it afterwards. Stunts and shows. And take all the credit. Mm. Um, so the women were, like, getting harassed not only by, like, like Mike Huckabee... Um, 
you know, really religious guy ran for president. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that they should be vacuumed out of office. Vacuumed. And, like, like obviously Republican men on the internet who, like... They have, like, really bad, like, disses. Have no disses. platform or power. They have awful disses. They're so dumb. Because, but, I mean, it's not funny to make a diss that's like, you like healthcare? Go back to the kitchen. Yeah, everyone's like, like there's like, nothing funny about that. <laughs> no. It's almost like, <laughs> would you make a cleaning just, like... Like you said, if you were like you decided to become yeah. like right wing feminist like, people, like if we all decided to just be right wing, like yeah. we'd be funny. Yeah, and we would literally make the right wing funny and witty, and smart. Because <laughs> they usually just have like attractive women who say just like hateful, angry things, but they're right. never funny. They're just sort of like Mm-mm. they yell and the like. Men aren't point. Funny no, they're there's definitely not... not a lot of humor though. I feel like they're like a very angry peoples these days. Like, mm-hmm. um, okay, and so number one, this is our last real headline from 2017 in the last two months. Donald Trump's military transgender ban comes up in Richard Simmons' lawsuit. <laughs> real, real what? headline. <laughs> Where is this from? <laughs> Oh, that's shit, I didn't the landscape down. today, <laughs> and that? that's America, guys. Those, <laughs> like, there America. we go, there we go. <laughs> Begging, hot dog shops. Remember Richard the, Simmons lawsuit. Remember the Richard Simmons podcast? Yes, I was obsessed with it for three episodes, Joe and then I was like, "This is like really invasive." It was creepy, right? Yeah, I was like, "This feels weird." I don't. Want, I feel like I'm outside Richard Simmons' house right now <laughs> with the TMZ tour bus. Like I'm. I feel like these super. This is from the Hollywood Reporter. Mm, of course. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, like... yes, yes. <laughs> Don't these super popular podcasts like usually involve stalking of some sort? Yeah. Like you remember in Serial when like oh, she just yeah. like showed up at Nat's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the 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 constant phone calls to like him in prison. Like, was it, well, everyone said that she was like in love with him. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Bless the sequel her. where she's pregnant? I know. Um, but no, that and the Richard Simmons one were like, they were basically stalking him and people in his life. Yeah. I just feel like if you want to make a popular like show like that, you need to find someone you can stalk. Yeah. But say it's entertainment. Right. Yeah. It was really creepy. Um, stalking Scaramucci. No. Oh, <laughs> my God. And you know, that's an okay thing. I want our podcast to end like right be, here. I feel like he'd be into it, like he would say. I want us to end right here, and we don't ever do another episode of this show, and we just start a new podcast called Stalking Scaramucci. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, this has been very fun. Um, Ira, thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> um, you can follow Ira on Twitter, at Ira, which is so good that you have that name. Don't change it. How long have you had a Twitter account? 1948. Oh, wow. That's all for this episode of The Bossy Show. Make sure to tune in next week. Want to get involved? Here's something you can do right now to make a difference. Share our show! We're back from a hiatus, and you can find us in Diva Magazine, Bustle, Nylon, and more, talking about the important roles that women are playing in the resistance. Please share The Bossy Show with those you love and make out while you're listening to it. We need your help to stay afloat, and it's time to elevate women's voices in political media, now more than ever. Walk the walk with us. Special thanks to Ira Madison III and Amy Siskind for being on our show. Follow at The Bossy Show on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr for pics from inside the show and more. 
The Bossy Show is recorded at Sonic Pool Post Productions in Hollywood. Music by Johnny Franco and audio engineering by Drew Frost. See you next time. Jill, they can't see us.